Own Your Creativity, Episode 4. By exercising your creative juices, it can just make you come out of your shell a little bit. It can maybe give you a little bit of happiness that you didn't even know was possible. You're listening to the Own Your Creativity Podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Johnston. Hello, and welcome to the Own Your Creativity Podcast. Today, my guest is Bruce Langford, who has worked in the field of bullying prevention since 2003 when he founded the company Stand Up Now to increase bullying prevention awareness. At that time, he transitioned from being a music teacher to an entrepreneur. Bruce is also a mindfulness advocate and is the host of the podcast Mindfulness Mode, where his goal is to share how mindfulness can increase calm, focus, and happiness for everyone. Welcome, Bruce. I'm really happy to have you here today. Hey, Elizabeth. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me to your show. Well, thanks for coming on. I'm just so excited to talk to you more about creativity and how it manifests in your life. So before we begin, though, I'd really love to hear a little bit more about what you do. Well, I do a number of things. And in your intro, that was awesome. You mentioned some of the things I do presenting on the topic of bullying, on the topics of respect and mindfulness. And, you know, I'm just so passionate about speaking on those topics because I really feel like it makes a difference to talk to kids and adults about these topics because they affect almost everyone in one way or another. Almost every one of us has a story about bullying, whether it's something that happened to me or something that happened to someone I know, you know. And so if you can pick up some concepts about how to deal with this stuff, boy, that can be really valuable. But I do a lot of writing. And so I am a contributing author to the Good Men Project. And I also have a podcast called Mindfulness Mode. You mentioned that. And I'm putting a lot of time into that because I'm interviewing guests for that two shows a week. And it's just great to meet people who use mindfulness in their lives like I know you do, Elizabeth. Yeah, I do. How does creativity factor into what you do? Well, I find that people can really resonate better with me if I can have a creative aspect to what I do. So in other words, you know, when I do presentations for children, I almost always have music. I sing songs or I play a musical instrument or I I put music into that in some way because I think that, you know what, they're going to remember the messages a lot more clearly with music. But I also use drama as well. And I teach drama to the children and get them to do some role plays so that their peers will see them acting out some of these parts. And as a matter of fact, when I do presentations for adults, I try to think of those creative elements as well. Now, I don't always sing songs. I don't always do drama. But I think about how I can insert some of those pieces. And sometimes on a PowerPoint, I'll try to be as creative as I possibly can and do something that's interesting or funny or different because that can really grab the attention of my audience. That's so cool. So what does creativity mean to you personally? Well, you know, creativity is about imagination. And I think the more we can use our imagination, the better it is because somehow when you use creativity, your brain grabs onto those things. So if you can imagine something and then turn it into reality, to me, that's a great achievement. And so that's what it is. To me, creative, creativity is the act of 
turning something that you think of, that you imagine, into something that's real. And so that's what I like to do when I present and when I do my podcast. I like to, you know, keep things interesting, keep things fresh. And I'm always thinking of new ideas. And uh, I think that helps to make to make life interesting. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So was there a time when you didn't have creativity in your life or not enough of it? And, you know, describe what that was like. What a great question, Elizabeth. You know, that makes me think back to when I was kind of at loose ends. I think it was just a time before I went to university and I I went to university and studied music. So that was very much the creative part of me that I loved. But before that, I was like, okay, what can I do? Should I get a job? And I got a job working at a place called House of Kitchens, designing kitchens. So there you go. I was being creative. But uh, then House of Kitchens closed. And so I was no longer designing kitchens. And I thought, well, I can get into real estate. Now, real estate is something that is very, very interesting. And you can be creative. But you know what? I wasn't exercising as many of my creative juices at that time as I would have liked to be. So I kind of looked around and thought, what else can I be doing while I'm in real estate? And one of the things was I thought, oh, well, I I love playing the piano. I love uh, entertaining people. So I'll get a job at a piano bar. And there were a number of piano bars around. So I, I played the piano and that that was something that I was really able to enjoy being creative at. And then I was also a church musician. And sometimes I would write songs for the children's choir, or I would put together special uh, special numbers for the choir. And I just loved teaching the music and having them uh, sing the songs in church, or sometimes I had musicians in. And all of those things, I think, allowed me to exercise my creative juices and So even though I was in real estate, it wasn't the most creative thing. I just seemed to naturally get other creative things going at the same time. So do you think that doing those other creative things enabled you to do that job that maybe wasn't so creative? Yes, I definitely think that's true. I think think it kept me being a happier person. I just felt really good about things that I was doing in life. And so I think it definitely did help that you know, even though in my mainstream job, I wasn't being as creative. Yeah, it definitely helped that I was doing those other things. How did you make that transition from doing something that wasn't feeding your creative juices to to making it happen? You know, because it's a lot of balls to be juggling being a piano a musician and, and in the choir and your job. And so how did you do all of that? Like, how did you find time? It just happened. I didn't try to do it. I didn't, you know, I didn't think, okay, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I just, it just happened. And it was just because I loved the creative and I just naturally looked toward those things. And I don't think it was anything I was really setting out to do particularly. It was just something that that just fell into place. So you give seminars in anti-bullying and mindfulness. And how does creativity show up in these seminars? Well, I put a lot of thought into it before I started because I thought, you know, that's the number one key element is that I need to be able to connect with my audience. And there's no way that's going to happen effectively if I just go in and I'm standing there and I'm talking about the 
concepts. It's got to be something interesting. It's got to be something different. So I just thought of lots of ideas and I jotted down ideas and tried ideas. And I thought, you know what? I'll be a DJ. I'll be, I'll create a, a kind of person. And so I'll be this DJ that's kind of a little crazy, a little funny, a little zany, but he has a serious side and he talks about bullying. So he has a show, which is a call-in show. And every day he talks about different topics, but you know, <clears throat> the day I'm at your school, I'm talking about bullying and I'm inviting callers to call in and we're, we're going to answer questions and then we're going to go to commercial and I can give out prizes to the students. So I think that, you know, doing something like that where I was really, I had an alter ego and I was playing the part of this person. I think it really did engage the audience and still does because I still do this and still love doing it every time I do it. I just think it's so much fun and it's different and the children are really, uh, really taken in by it. They're really enjoying it because it's like entertainment. That is so cool. So what's the name of this DJ? Oh, I'm Benny DL. Benny DL. That's great. <laughs> so you essentially are acting the part of a DJ to bring to life some of the concepts that that you discuss in your seminars. Is that right? That's right. And I have a whole script. So I have callers that call in and then I, I interact with the callers and then I have videos and I have role plays that I do with the students and it's all dovetailed with each other. And I remember one school I went to, the principal was quite amazed. And at the end she said, wow, that was just seamless. That was so seamless. And I thought, hmm, I didn't know it, but that's actually what I was striving toward is making it seamless from beginning to end. So everything would flow and everything would just kind of fall into place. So that's what I did. I created it and then it just became natural to do it. So students tell me they really like it and I know that adults really like it too. So you're in character the whole time as this DJ then? Yes, but of course, I do different things with different ages. So, you know, like with older kids, I might do that and then I might come out of that role and just say, okay, hey, let's have a Q&A. And, and I tell them, you know, my real name is Bruce Langford, but I'm a DJ with a radio station and my DJ name is Benny DL. And, you know, so I just uh, explain to them how it all works and, and they really enjoy it. Can you give some examples of um, how creativity has helped you reach people in your seminars or maybe change their life? Have people come up to you and talk to you about the effect that your talks have had on them? Yeah, people do that all the time, actually. It's very rare that I do a presentation when I do not have people coming up and talking after. So they come up and they they say various things, of course. And sometimes I ask them, what was your favorite part? What did you like the most? And sometimes I'm really surprised, you know, that they'll say, oh, I, I like the the part where you you did the thing at the end and you had everybody squat down and we did this action and, and that was really, really fun. You know, because actually, well, Tony Robbins says it, you know, he says movement is what really helps us to uh, really come alive. And so I think that's a good thing to put into the presentations is, you know, when you have movement, it can really help. So uh, you, you can get movement by being creative and thinking, how can I integrate movement into my show? So that's what I did. 
Wow, neat. So you also um, are a man- mindfulness advocate, and I know that you put together videos for people to um, meditate to. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely, because I honestly believe that the more we can teach people about mindfulness and what it is and how it can help you in your life, then the better it is because I think that it will help to reduce bullying and it will increase the level of happiness that we all have. So I've done lots of different videos and and a lot of audio only recordings as well. But with a video, like for instance, you know, something as simple as a sunrise and I just record it and you know, if you have a beautiful sunrise and you're recording it and it takes, you know, you you do maybe 12 to 14 minutes of that sunrise until the sun comes up. Wow, that's pretty cool to just sit and watch. And so just creating a simple video of a sunrise and then I'm doing a meditation, a voiceover while the sun is rising. And sometimes I'm commenting on, oh, Wow, look at how that tree looks right now as the sun's shining through it. But the whole thing is a meditation. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoy doing uh, some of those things. And, of course, again, I guess that's my creative juices. I just really like it. Mm-hmm. Wow, it sounds so beautiful. What would you say to someone who doesn't believe they have any creativity or the time for it? Well, you know what? To each his own. I think we're all different. And some of us are more creative than others. But basically, you know what I honestly believe? I think we all have a creative piece there. And I think that sometimes it just gets pushed down, pushed down, pushed down. And you maybe just don't realize it or you lost it. And I just personally think that by exercising your creative juices, it can just make you come out of your shell a little bit. It can maybe give you a little bit of happiness that you didn't even know was possible. Well, that's that's my opinion. But, you know, like you may not feel like you have any creative parts to you. So I just think, you know, we all we all just need to go after the things that make us tick. Right. If somebody wanted to have more creativity and maybe mindfulness in their life, what would you advise them? Well, first of all, you have to know what you love. You have to understand what your passion is. And, you know, sometimes people struggle with that. And I noticed with some of my coaching clients, you know, sometimes there's a big, long pause. I'll say, well, what do you love? What do you really, truly love in life? Yeah, that's such a hard question to answer if you've never really thought about it. If you're just going, going, going and busy, 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 it can be a really hard question. It can be. Now, some people will say right away, oh, I love baseball. I love watching the games. Or they'll say, you know, I love my children. I just love kids. You know, or sometimes people do have an answer, but not always. So, you know, you just need to stop sometimes and think about it and take time to just maybe go out into nature and take some quiet walks and think about what do I really love the most in life? And I think that can really help you uh, get in touch with with uh, the things that are creative, which make you energized and which fill you up. I think that's a really good point there that being creative will actually energize you and fill you up. It's like recharging your batteries. Yes. So can you tell the listeners where we can find out more about what you do? 
Well, my po- my podcast that I do is Mindfulness Mode, so you can find that on iTunes simply by typing in Mindfulness Mode in the search bar, or you can go to my website, of course, mindfulnessmode.com. So that's what I've been doing a lot of, and my other website is standupnow.ca, and that's my my business, Stand Up Now, and I have programs like Stand Up Against Bullying, Stand Up for Respect, and cyberbullying got to go. I've got different programs and I've of course got a program about mindfulness too. Bullying meets mindfulness. And so uh, you can check me out at at either one of those places. And you can also uh, find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Bruce Langford. Great. Thank you so much. So now we come to the part of the show called Creative Roundup. And these are just short answer questions, just one or two sentences. Are you ready, Bruce? I'm ready. All right. So what person inspires you to be creative? Well, you know what? It's true that some people inspire me to be creative, but my dog really inspires (laughs) me to be creative. Her name is Sadie. And I don't know why it is, but pets have always kind of brought out a really crazy side of me. I don't know why. And so with my dog, I'll play with her in that, you know, I call her different silly names and and I say silly things that really make no sense at all. And I know that, you know, it's fine. Like she just really likes it when I talk to her as animals do generally. And Mm -hmm. so I talk to her, I play with her, I throw things. I, and you know what? I just love how mindful she is because to me, aren't dogs and cats like so mindful? They are. You know, they just live in the moment. They just, they just enjoy life. And, and you know, what's amazing is even if they have a condition of some kind, in my experience, they just, you know, they just don't get all focused on that condition. They just live. They just live in the moment. And my my dog does have a, an eye condition. And so she had a little surgery and uh, she has sometimes a bit of problem seeing. And sometimes I have to, you know, check her eyes and make sure that there's, you know, nothing in there that's causing a problem. And I put drops in her eyes and things like that. But none of that is a problem. And she doesn't focus on it because she is mindful. So, you know, my dog, it's crazy maybe, but it, my dog, she really inspires inspires me to be creative. I love that answer. Oh my God, that is wonderful. (laughs) So what is your favorite work of art? And this can be anything like a film or poem, song, sculpture, painting, whatever. Well, as a piano player, I love Rachmaninoff. So I'm going to say Rachmaninoff's Piano Concerto number three. It's in D minor. And it's just amazing. So if you get a chance to type it into YouTube, I'm sure you'll love it. Great. Thank you. And a favorite quote that inspires you. If you don't design your own life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's life plan. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. That's by Jim Rohn. That is wonderful. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today, Bruce. And it's been great talking to you and finding out all sorts of wonderful things about your mindfulness and creativity. So thanks again, Bruce. You're welcome, Elizabeth. And to you, my dear listeners, thank you for being here also. I thought it was so neat that Bruce Langford is inspired by his pets to be creative and mindful. Are you the same? Do you have a story to share about how your pets inspire you to be creative or mindful? If so, I'd love to hear about that as well as any other comments, questions, or suggestions. So feel free to send me an email through my website, ownyourcreativity.com.
I also have a special announcement today. To celebrate the launch of the Own Your Creativity podcast, I'm hosting a contest during this launch period from now until March 23rd at midnight Eastern Standard Time. One lucky winner will receive a digital swag bag full of gifts to inspire creativity. Here's what's in it. An audio that goes over the top three reasons agents and publishers reject books. This digital gift is generously contributed by author Bill O'Hanlon. He's the author or co-author of 36 books, has been on Oprah, and you can find out more about him by listening to the interview with him in episode one of my podcast. The second item is a digital copy of Bruce Langford's co-authored book, Cracking the Success Code. The world's leading experts reveal their top secrets to help you crack the code for optimal health, wealth, and success. This book features people who left mainstream jobs to become full-time entrepreneurs, such as Bruce, who left a full-time teaching position to become an anti-bullying and mindfulness advocate. The next gift is a digital edition of Valum, the contemporary poetry magazine. Valum pushes boundaries and invites the exploration of different worlds and perspectives. In addition to poetry, Valum also publishes essays, interviews, book reviews, and visual art. The last item is a copy of my PDF book, Set Your Stories on Sizzle, a collection of transformational writing tips, inspirational images, and thought-provoking quotes, all designed to kickstart your creativity. To be eligible for this digital swag bag, all you have to do is sign up for my mailing list at bit.ly forward slash OIC contests. And the winner will be announced during the show on March 30th. So that link again is bit.ly forward slash OYC C-O-N-T-E-S-T bit.ly forward slash OYC contest. Now, tomorrow, I'll be chatting with Moni Dojeji, an international award-winning co-author of the book, Walking for Peace and Inner Journey. This memoir chronicles her 5,000-kilometer walk over a period of 13 months and across 13 countries, and the personal transformation she experienced. A fascinating woman. So, until tomorrow, own your creativity. Own your creativity.